real quick, I just want to let you guys know before we get started that Theta Gang Podcast is now on the Apple Podcast app. Uh, if you want to go ahead and listen on the Apple Podcast app, go for it. If you want to continue listening on Spotify, continue listening on Spotify. You do you, boo. Let's go and <laughs> let's go and jump into this episode. Hi, welcome to my ASMR video. This is the Theta Gang Podcast, the official podcast of ThetaGang.com. I'm your host, Juni, and thanks for tuning in. As a disclaimer, these are only my opinions, and anything said in this podcast and future podcasts should not be considered financial advice. If you are taking advice from a stranger on the internet, let alone a podcast with someone alone in his room talking to himself, you need to seek medical attention. Alright, let's get started. Oh my god. Uh, so, sorry for the late podcast. Uh, I just got back from a vacation in D.C. visiting my friend. And oh my god, I cannot believe how you East Coasters deal with the humidity. I was dying. It was it was insane how hot and sticky you are all the time. And like you 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 lay down in bed and you it's just, the, the the sheets just feel kind of wet, you know? You're just like relishing in your sweat the entire time. It's just it's just so gross. But anyway, let's uh just, let's jump into the weekly plays. There is not a single boring day of trading with Trump in office. Uh, on Thursday, he imposed a 10% tariff on the remaining $300 billion of goods and products coming from China into our country. Um, and so that has sent trade tensions uh, through the roof and the market is tanking. Uh, so right now, call credit spreads on just about anything uh, look good. Uh, you want to make sure that these are call credit spreads uh, with a high prob- high probability of success, success, you don't want to um, be greedy here uh, because of any sort of bounces. RSI on you know a few of these graphs are getting pretty low, uh, touching around like 25. Uh, be wary when it reaches 20, uh, because it usually tends to bounce at least a little bit from there. Uh, you don't want to get caught with your pants down um, on any sort of like uh, not not a squeeze. But definitely don't want to um, get stuck in the money uh, after uh, you know selling uh, calls on when you're when the market's like taking such a, a dump already. Volatility is also very high uh, compared to just the average normal trading day because of these trade tensions. So uh, you know if you want to maximize both the t- uh, upside and downside, you want to probably sell an iron condor uh, that you know makes it so that you get more money or more credit as i should say if the stock goes sideways or you know if it goes up a little bit or down a little bit but when volatility is high options cost more and this is the time where you want to open iron condors if you're daring enough this isn't to say that there's a lot of plays out there if you wanted to go long on anything right now is also the lowest risk if you wanted to go long on a position um i wouldn't go so far out the money um to where you know your risk or your you know profit probability of success is you know 30%. You want to definitely be in the money when you open these next ones up because uh, you can't you can't take the risk of chopping and then having the market continue this downtrend. So if you want to consider going long on something, open up a spread, um, and that's buying a call and selling the further out the money call, uh, and you should be better off. 
but it wouldn't be the weekly picks if I didn't give you a specific pick. Um, Beyond Meat looks attractive right now to sell puts on, and that's because it's currently having its um, second offering, which is when a stock uh, offers more shares post IPO, and its second offering price is 160. Beyond Meat is currently trading it at basically 176, and with a second offering price of 160, it's bound to possibly gravitate towards 160. I currently have a out the money put sold at 150, uh, and I have a out the money further out the money put to cap my max loss on there. However, I'm not very uh, worried about that at all because. As it does go down to 160, if it does go down to 160, uh, I don't think it's going to go further down much than that. Um, Beyond Meat has just been absolutely irrational, and I'll con be continuing to sell puts on it um, for as long as you know uh, I get burned on it, I guess. But as we learned on the first episode, as long as you control the size of your steamroller, uh, you know, aka me selling the further out the money put or buying the further out the money put as I should say. I'm capping my max loss in case if it goes down, but I'll be trying to reap as much premium as I can while the stock remains irrational. There is also the other side. If we suspect that it'll go down towards 160, uh, we should be possibly selling um, beyond me call credit spreads. However, I still think a short squeeze is very much possible on Beyond, so I don't want to necessarily get caught up in that. Um, I'd rather much uh, just sell uh, the put credit spreads and uh, leave me not to get assigned or or, or anything of that sort um, if Beyond were to squeeze. Right now, Beyond is absolutely terrifying. Uh, I would not be uh, messing around too much on uh, you know the upside or capping the upside all right and moving on to website updates for thetagang.com uh, this week I worked on a feature where uh, you're able to reset your password if you don't remember your password um, this was a common problem that a lot of people have had and sent me emails about and I finally got around to it but shout out to TechVA who tweeted at me asking if we can have this feature uh, because I recently made it so that you needed to be logged in to view the trades that are currently open. So again, shout out to TechVA. Thank you for the feedback. Thank you for the feature request. And this is just a message to all of you listening that if you send me an email at juniathetagang.com or maybe if you uh, tweet at me, uh, yeah, that is definitely the medium to reach me at for feature requests, bug requests, etc. That about wraps it up for the ThetaGang.com website updates. And with that, I want to just say thank you from the bottom of my heart uh, for, you know, the 100 plus people that have been signed up on ThetaGang.com. It's actually insane how just in a month uh, there's 100 people that I don't know uh, that have <laughs> never met me in person sign up uh and it's it's really unreal and i'm i just feel super blessed feel super happy excited to make this the best thing i can make it and uh yeah just again super grateful uh 100 people and honestly right now there's 109 to be specific and or to be exact and i'm just again pumped thank you so much um and let's get on to today's topic 
before diving into today's topic, I just want to say uh, thank you to everyone that's given me feedback on how I explain things on Theta Gang podcast um, because it's incredibly hard uh, to teach you guys or you know dis- uh, illustrate my thoughts without any sort of display in front of you, uh, especially since you're you know you're driving and uh, I just want to make sure that. I explain things as best as I can, but also simple enough where you can follow along in your head. Um, so going into the, today's topic of relative strength index or RSI, as I mentioned earlier in this podcast, um, I just want to let you know that this is not c- to be considered a absolute in-depth tutorial. Rather, it's just a touch on the topic to get you more interested in it so that maybe you can incorporate it in your strategy after doing further research um, you know whether if that's on thetagang.com or if that's anywhere else like Investopedia uh, but totally up to you just want to give you that before I jump in alright uh, relative strength index defined by Investopedia as a momentum indicator that it measures the magnitude of recent price changes to evaluate overbought or oversold conditions in the price of the stock or other asset. The RSI is displayed as an oscillator and can have a reading from 0 to 100. That description of RSI is pretty simple, but another way to think about it is the oh my god factor. So if the stock goes up really fast, RSI will continue to go up to maybe 60, 70, 80, 90. Or if the stock at the same price goes down, uh, you will see it go down to 40, 30, 20. So knowing that the RSI goes up when a stock goes up fast or the RSI goes down when the stock goes down really fast, um, you're probably wondering when you should enter a trade. And you know, to give you an example, um, if AMD, you know, currently trading at 2680, if tomorrow, you know, AMD goes up to maybe like 30 dollars, then you're looking at RSI being a very high number. You're looking at RSI being at maybe like 70, 80, you know, possibly like 85. Um, when RSI is high, you don't want to be going long on a position just yet. I'm not saying that you shouldn't be going long at all because you can absolutely wait for the price to cool off. Um, but as long as RSI is above 70, uh, you don't want to go long on a position just yet. And that goes for puts as well. So like if the RSI is currently sitting at 30, you might want to think twice about going into puts but rather selling them. Now this isn't exact, but it's typically what people are taught from the very beginning. Uh, For example, this RSI article on Investopedia tells you that uh, values over 70 indicate something being overbought and something below 30 being oversold. Uh, What I personally like to do is I like to take my setting in my favorite broker app and I like to put the the buffers of RSI at 80 and 20 instead of 70 and 30. That way when I see it, uh, the line touch the buffer, I know that it's a prime position to go in and sell the uh, call or put. Um, I don't like to see or go into positions when the RSI is at 70 or 30. I like to get into an advantageous position from the very beginning and um, yeah, if it means me missing out on a few trades because it 
the price does if in fact bounce from 70 or 30 then boohoo but as long as I get into positions at RSI of 80 and 20 I'm usually starting off on a good foot and in the green before the closing bell so to just put that in a nutshell most people consider something overbought with the RSI being over 70 and oversold below 30. However, at theatergain.com or me, I like to wait for 80 and 20. Now you're probably wondering uh, how RSI is calculated, uh, and that's a very special formula that people smarter than us have come up with uh, that I don't want to bore you with in the car so I, you don't fall asleep and cause an accident. But what I can tell you is that RSI changes via time frame. I don't want to bore you with the specifics of the equation. I don't want to tell you verbatim what the equation is and work it out on some imaginary chalkboard because you're going to fall asleep in the car and cause an accident. But I will tell you that it takes into consideration average gain over average loss somewhere in the equation. So. That is the average gain and average loss of the time frame that you select in your graph, like on your you know broker app that you use. So just to give you a little example, if you go to SPY and have a one minute graph uh, over four days, the RSI is at 43. But if you change it to five days over two minutes, you're looking at an RSI of 36. So you know, you definitely want to use RSI the way you get comfortable with it and how you learn from others, like how you use it. Um, definitely use it with the time frame that you have in mind for entering a trade. So if you are entering a weekly trade, um, you know, that expires at the end of the week, maybe you want to see, uh, you know, <laughs> a lot higher or a lot better interval than just a minute graph but rather maybe like an hour graph or you know six hour graph uh, you want to change it up and check out the different RSI levels of each interval um, because again it's not just a stagnant uh, value for across the entire stock but rather it's time-based so you want to make sure that you're looking at the RSI levels of the time frame that you're considering opening a trade with all right, that about wraps it up. Told you guys, RSI is pretty simple. You guys can definitely do your own research and check back at thetagain.com for articles and tutorials that I'll post about this. But in the meantime, just uh, to wrap things up, uh, when RSI is hovering around 20 or so, you want to be selling puts or buying calls and vice versa if the RSI is around 80, you want to be selling calls or buying puts. Uh, depending you know if you want to sell contracts or buy contracts but yeah that's the general strategy when traders look at RSI uh, and RSI only there's definitely other factors going into a trade RSI should not be the only indicator that you look at or the only DD that you do but it definitely helps alright that about wraps it up for today's topic of RSI it's my favorite indicator to talk about it's the one I'm most comfortable with and it's basically the main one I use uh, when I open up trades and hope you enjoyed that moving on to the update of last week's YOLO so someone bought 15 Google in the money call contracts uh, on August 26th that expires on August 2nd so this is a opening or this was a opening of Google in the money call contracts that expire in one week 
and the trade initially cost him 25k so on the 26th he opened the trade up for 25k right before the bell closed it valued at 21k so he was sitting at a negative 4k loss before the bell fast forward towards the weekend and this is where the update comes in the stock price never went up never so this guy if he held to expiration the options virtually worthless maybe worth like a hundred bucks or two but from 25k to 21 at the bell then into the following week the stock never going up the price of the options have definitely <laughs> have definitely reached close to zero and we can drop a f in chat it's just it sucks to be in that position but if you're the one executing that trade you have to be okay with losing it especially with the probability of profit of I mentioned last week of 34 percent I'm sure he was okay with losing the money he I'm pretty sure uh, they didn't you know open this trade thinking that you know if they lose this money uh, it's gonna be a big deal uh, because man I don't know I, I can't I can't even fathom you know imagine saving up 25 grand of your hard-earned money and you know maybe you don't work in tech maybe you don't have a lucrative job maybe you work minimum wage and you save up $25,000 that's a lot of money dude and you know you work minimum wage you save up 25k and you just blow it on a 34% chance bet that's like worse than if you you know gambled on a roulette table you, you know like just if you're out there and you're listening to this uh, just make sure if you ever decide to do an insane bet like this make sure you're absolutely okay with the money going to zero uh, this is just to remind you that not all YOLOs on this show will be you know green I'll absolutely uh, definitely give updates on ones that go red because I don't want to give off the wrong impression of YOLOs uh, because last week again someone you know won or you know earned 60 grand on their uh, snap bet this week on Google the luck was absolutely not there and Google's price plummeted making the options worth nearly zero um, so yeah that's that's the update on this trader uh, drop an F in chat because that's a lot of money to me uh, and I hope that's not a lot of money to them just on a quick note, uh, I'm, I'm looking at the trade or the graph of Google right now, and you know, on a two-week time frame, on the interval of a day, the RSI of when he entered the position was 76. So I mean, close to 80, but you know, over 70, and it's only gone down from there. I'm sure, you know, I this is definitely hindsight being 2020, but you know, given that you wanted to. You open a YOLO maybe if you had waited till you know the RSI was at a better uh, level you know one that's below 70 uh, it would have dissuaded you just long enough where Trump would have tweeted about this tariff and you would have you know maybe waited on the YOLO uh, for a later date alright and something to track for next week uh, there's a user on reddit that bought 14k of Apple calls expiring on September 6th so that's quite a bit of ways away um, compared to uh, these YOLOs before where the snap one was for earnings and this last one was well, with Google with uh, for one week. Uh, this one gives about one month uh, before the calls expire. 
but this user claims that he will be down $9,000 in the morning uh, tomorrow because as of right now futures are looking pretty red so we're looking at a red day tomorrow or when you're listening to this a red day today um, but yeah so being 9k down tomorrow morning but he says he's not selling because uh, he thinks SPY will bounce we'll go and see where he could possibly be at uh, next week on next week's episode um, if he doesn't claim that he's exited his position or whatnot, but after next week, we'll probably uh, assume that the trade's been exited. Uh, but yeah, fourteen thousand dollars on Apple calls for uh, options that expire in a month. Good luck to this guy or girl. Uh, <laughs> it's 2019. I got, I got, I gotta be uh, inclusive here. And uh, again, starting same thing with Google. The Google person. Uh, they started off uh, being 4k down uh, this person is being starting off with uh, 9k down same argument I made last time or same point I made last time it sucks getting into a position like this and then being down from the get-go it irks with your mind and just as a like a point of advice for anyone listening you want to make sure that you have especially if you don't have a uh, a set like max loss or max profit by opening a spread this person opened uh, naked calls so he probably or he doesn't have an official max loss or he has an official max loss which is the 14k that he spent it on but he has no potential max profit um, now that's lucrative should you should always open a spread though I'll go over that in a future episode but him having a max loss of 14k you want to always enter trades with your uh, lower lower price and higher price. If it were me, if I were to ever enter a trade like this, I would tell myself, hey, if I ever went below 3K, I would just sell. No feelings hurt, no nothing. Uh, I went out on my terms. I had a plan, and I acted on it. Uh, going into a trade like this without a exit strategy, uh, whether it be for profits or for a loss, is extremely dangerous because that's when you bring your emotions into it. So... Um, just as a quick note, please, please, please have your exit strategies in mind prior to going into a trade. Um, and yeah. All right. Sick episode. I am starving. I got Chipotle right next to me and I'm about to chow down on that. It's 10:25 PM. I'm going to be uploading this. Uh, yeah, that wraps it up. Uh, remember to visit ThetaGang.com if you haven't already and check out my Twitter at RealThetaGang and my Patreon at patreon.com slash thetagang. Um, I just want to, you know, reassert that you can definitely tweet at me. You can send me an email at juniathetagang.com with any feedback, suggestions, improvements, or bug reports. I'm all yours. Please do. And thanks uh, for listening. I should probably get some outro music. Uh, yeah, maybe it'll go like bum 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 bum